Hello, and welcome to the Rules of Acquisition, a podcast where we talk about every episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and then, and then sometimes we don't talk about it at all. We talk about you, or you talk to us, and, oh, this is an escape pod. How about that? We haven't called anything an escape pod yet, have we? Uh, oh, wait a minute. It's not just me talking this time anymore. With me is James Nolan. Hey, guys. And Hugh Crawford. Hey, how are we doing? I'm doing well, but yeah, so this isn't a regular episode you might notice because it's not a Monday night, or who knows when you listen to this thing, I don't know, but (laughs) you know, sometimes we love getting your voicemails and your calls and your emails, you know, at 917-408-3898, and sometimes we try to fit in extra bonus stuff where maybe it's not exactly about Deep Space Nine, or maybe it's too much Deep Space Nine that we couldn't fit into the regular podcast. Sometimes it might be about Discovery trailers like we did or whatever it is. This is one of those times. <laughs> we put out a call a little while ago for y'all to let us know what you think about a show that comes up sometimes when you talk about Deep Space Nine called, um, what is it? Oh, it's another space station with a number in the title of it. It's true. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, Babylon 5, right? So... We've got some calls about Babylon 5. That's what we're going to do. We're excited about it. We're excited to hear more. All right. We still haven't... Uh, Wade has started watching it. Do you have any, do you have any mm-hmm. juicy mm-hmm. shit? Well, I don't think he should say that because in the recordings of us answering the mail, he hasn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. What you're about to listen to, I'm a babe in the woods. <laughs> you're good. This <laughs> this time, this temporal mechanics always drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, James failed temporal it. mechanics at the academy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Miles O'Brien, Gee, God... <laughs> I hate temporal mechanics. Um, (laughs) But get ready to not hear us talk about Deep Space Nine anymore. That's right. All right. We'll just jump into it. And here we go. Uh, All right. So I believe this is Greg, who I've gotten confused. But Hey, this is Greg from North Carolina. I'm calling because you invoked my name on the last episode. I think it's Greg. So I'm going to tell you about how awesome Bashir's acting is. No, not really. Uh, what I did want to say is that I do think you guys should cover Babylon 5. However, I would not do like an episode by episode thing in its own podcast. I would basically do like a roundup of season one. And the reason why I would suggest that is because to me, you know, D Space Nine is sort of part of the evolution towards a tighter structure, much more serialized storytelling that we saw later on. Babylon 5 is essentially an attempt to force that before they really had the tools to do it. So, the best parts of Babylon 5 are when they actually get things to, you know, pull things off and go, oh, yeah, this does pay off this scene from earlier in the season, earlier in the series. And the worst parts are when there's this faux over funnity about the nature of man and our place in the universe, which is a bad tendency that JMS has pulled uh, from Babylon 5, pulls it right into his comics, you know, and it's where the worst of that comes from, where he thinks he understands the subject and is lecturing you and he doesn't really know what he's talking about at all. Uh, so I definitely think it's a worthwhile, um, but it's maybe something to consider the time. I watched like four seasons of Babylon 5, got partway through the fifth. It was real psychic heavy and I went, nope. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be a rough ride if you do it. Even with the best stuff, it's patchy. Anyway, uh, enjoy the episodes. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good day. Oh man, great! That that is that's exactly the kind of stuff I was wanting to know about Babylon Five. So thank you, thank you very much yeah. for 
kind of talking me out of it. <laughs> How wait, is wait, wait, wait. If, now here, I'm we, more convinced I want to try it. All right. Uh, no, okay. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe we should, over the summer, watch the first season, all of us collectively. What do we got going on this summer? Game of Thrones, and that's it, right? Uh, is there good shit? We're, we're sort of in the maelstrom of the of peak TV. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Die. Yeah, right. we're... Yeah, we're, and then the, That'll we're we're buffeted. There's American Gods going on. There's got 18 episodes Twin of Peaks, Twin, Twin Peaks, which we've talked about. This is a prequel to the you know, and yes, <laughs> Twin Peaks is the exception that proves the rule. Nobody's pointed that out to us yet, but I would I'm waiting for yeah, it. That's true. Uh, like so, Twin Peaks and shit like that. Like so, uh, this is like the maelstrom. So I'm not gonna watch it this month until things calm down. Until Fargo and Leftovers is over. Yeah. But maybe this summer, over the course of the summer, maybe by August, we can record an episode? Yeah, maybe. Is um, that possible? I mean, we have Ga- I, Game of Thrones takes over my life. Okay. For month, like, for two months. Are we going to join so, the right. hundreds of Game of Thrones podcasts out there? No, no. I, I, don't don't wanna... I, think, we'll, I think we'll bow out of that. Yeah. I, I think we'll leave our Game of Thrones uh, thoughts a mystery. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah, that you can always guess and wonder what's what's my Game of Thrones thoughts. But I think maybe maybe I'll watching a Babylon 5 slowly over the course of the summer. What do you guys think? Well, we I need to re, I need to look up I need to move some things around, look at some numbers. I need to we'll see. You're, you're afraid There's a lot of moving parts this ba- Babylon 5. Most thing. of most of those moving parts are, are fantasy baseball though, right? <laughs> well, there's <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to sell my house too, and oh, that's I true. got that's like true. yeah, like sometimes I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what my TV watching situation is going to be. So it's kind of hard to look. That's cool. Yeah. If you have to bail on it, what if what if it becomes another like loss where me and Wade explain it to you? That I'm all about. I mean, I'm going to show up to whatever we record if you'll have me. <laughs> um, yes, I would love. For, I would actually. I would love for anybody to. Yeah, I would love to have you guys explain Babylon Five to me. Well, I'm- that's basically what I want. <laughs> You know, and that's what like Greg going into that detail about how the story is tight and then it's not because they go off in these rants about the nature of man. That's the kind of stuff I hate. And, yeah, yeah, I've read enough. I guess it's called JMS. I've read enough J. Michael Straczynski to know that I don't like I think Neil Gaiman is like a real writer. He's wrote shit that I don't love and I haven't loved a book of his in a while. But like he's like he's a man of ideas and knows how to shape ideas. And he's he's a thinker. And he's creative as a motherfucker. Or at least he was in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> but J. Michael Straczynski has always seemed like a little bit like not quite there. But he's 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 striving real hard to get there. Like he's got it in his sights. And I think he got a good jo- gig at Marvel under Joe Quesada. Oh. And so he made a lot of money. And he got a lot of work. But he was just a poor man's Warren Ellis. Is he a poor man's Warren Ellis? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I actually, I didn't. No, no, he's not. That's as, that's libel because I, I don't know. Isn't I have, Warren Ellis more? With Warren Ellis, a more successful MJS. I think that Warren Ellis is a thought, poor well, man. Warren Ellis was another poor man's Alan Moore, right? I, Warren Ellis is a poor man's Alan Moore. I don't think J. Michael Straczynski. No, I think J. Michael Straczynski wants to be like a. I think he's a poor man's Neil Gaiman. I think he played better in these sandboxes of the big two companies like Neil Gaiman sort of does. So I think that like I, I view him more as that. And then he he was like, I mean, he was like a fucking script bitch for like Spider-Man for years before Dan Slott is a script bitch. For OK, <laughs> like just took it over and ruined it. But like, I think that I'm ta- I'm like, out of my element. I shouldn't have said anything because I don't know. Shit. I don't know. I don't know a ton of this stuff either. I'm just saying that I, I've always viewed him as someone who probably 
isn't as good as he got the jobs for. And I'm interested in those kind of people too. Because I may be one. I never know. (laughs) So, like, I'm not even that good. But, like, I I, I view him as someone who struggles to not be as good as he wants to be. And he's that intrigues me for a lot of reasons. And so I'm interested to see, like, the one big thing he got to do for a network television show. But on the other hand, it sounds like it might suck ass. I don't know. So, but it does have an effect on a show I do a podcast about. So, that intrigues me. That's why I'm, yeah. Right. Yeah, the, like I said, we're we're all Babylon Five curious right now. So, <laughs> yes. th- Greg, thank you very much for moving that. Let Fargo, let Fargo, let leftovers, let if Twin Peaks either lose me or I'll make room for it. But I might start casually watching Babylon Five with my kids. Maybe is it kid friendly? I mean, it's a '90s TV show. Surely, I yeah, watch it <laughs> kid friendly. Right. I don't know if it'll be kid approved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started watching yeah. Twin Peaks with like the old Twin Peaks when I kid because it was like it's a TV show and I'm like it's mostly fine, but the new Twin Peaks had like tits in it and shit, and I was like, whoa, oh, it's on Showtime now. It's man, not on ABC. <laughs> old so. Twin Peaks scared the shit out of me as a kid, man. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, I turned it <laughs> off at one point because it was like <laughs> yeah. it's not if it, it, it's seedy as fuck. It yeah. just doesn't oh, show man, tits. I, that that gave me fucking nightmares as a kid. <laughs> like yeah, watching Bob, it. Is, Bob when, is scary as fuck on the TV show. Yeah. 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 That actor's dead. Like, yeah. This okay. There's all kinds of weird stuff with Twin Peaks. All right. Next phone call. <laughs> oh, I really? David Lynch is weird. No, but like, it's <laughs> fucking... that's the kind of co- content people come to this podcast for. That kind of commentary, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. David that's Lynch that, is kind of weird. That critical insight that you can't get anywhere else. No, it's that there's so many dead people. <laughs> there's so many dead characters on the show. Like, there's a scene where Agent Cooper is playing a dead guy. Who's like possessed hey, by a character? I'm going who's a dead to. Guy I'm going to watch talking to David David Bowie on the phone, but it's not David Bowie, but it's David Bowie's character, and it's like everybody's dead. Like everybody in the fucking show is like literally dead. All right, and it's fucking weird because it's like they're still playing around with these characters. Um, James, you didn't say spoiler warning, and. I'm going to watch okay, the show. You can cut all that. You can cut all that off. <laughs> no, that was. I'm, that's fine. I'm just giving you that shit. That is literally. I could not. It is unspoilable. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what's yeah. going on. To yeah. That's what all the clickbait articles say about American Gods too, and they it is. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and I've read the book. I just don't remember it. Anyways, <laughs> it's him trying to make the seasons of. The, he's trying to make to own the characters of seasons of the mist. Yeah, right. All right. Um, what's up? All right. Now we have, well, we have a voicemail from Robert, and... Hey guys, it's Robert. I was giving you a call to let you know that something that I think would be worth a standalone episode to talk about is Farscape. I think it has some of the best sci-fi villains, um, or really the best sci-fi villain outside of Deep Space Nine. I think Ducat's amazing, and uh, Wynn is amazing, but I really think that Scorpius is on the level in terms of well-written, interesting, complex villains in sci-fi. So I don't know if you guys are already familiar, if any of you have already watched or not. Uh, if not, the very brief summary is um, an astronaut who's sent to another part of the galaxy where there's lots of aliens and nobody knows what humans are and uh, crazy stuff happens. Uh, one of the reasons I really like the series is because uh, it's like Deep Space Nine. It's got an overarching plot that really start, picks up around season two. But they also take a lot of chances, and it gets re- it gets weird, and uh, it gets a little bit weird, I think, for some people. Some people which find it kind of off-putting. It's got Muppets. There are some bizarre episodes, but I really like some of the chances they take. So 
So um, if any of you are already have already watched it, I think it would make a good episode. And if not, you might want to add it to your catalog to watch in the future. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, really like the podcast uh, and continuing to enjoy it. So keep up the good work, guys. And uh, I look forward to the next episode. Okay, I've got a little history of Farscape. Okay, I'm glad one of us. Did. Yeah, I, I uh, like. I think that came out when I like 1996 or 1997, and you know I was a teenager and devouring a lot of science fiction. Surprise! So yeah, I I remember when that premiered. I like watched that premiere live, like, and was looking forward to it. And I watched the first episode, and I got drawn in. And then I watched the second episode, and then I just like was a busy teenager and you know yeah yeah couldn't make like couldn't figure out when farscape he, was on the reg and just like he, you know he was having sex guys <laughs> all right well anyway it, my point is is that <laughs> i remember enjoying it when i was like when it first came out whenever i was a teenager and but like you know i was never one for appointment television you know yeah. at a certain age because mm-hmm. of social life stuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, just yeah. being a busy teenager. <laughs> sure, uh-huh. sure. No, so anyway, no, I, I tell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you, you guys know it's the worst yeah. time to to be an appointment television person, right? But now that I'm 65 years old, so I, how far did you get into? Like two episodes. I watched like <laughs> the first two episodes. Like I, I don't. I think it, I think it, it it was a syndicated show, but it it like premiered on like a Saturday night, and I was home and I was watching it. And then it wasn't a sci-fi channel show. No, I don't remember. It, got, it aired on sci-fi, it, but it was an Australian show that got yeah. picked up on. Sci-fi. Oh, it's not American. Yeah, I can't tell if that makes me. It was either it a Friday or Saturday night, and I was the next the, the second Friday or Saturday night. I was like, oh, I am all about. I'm yeah, I'm going to watch this. And then like the third night, the third Friday or Saturday night, like I had stuff to do. So <laughs> and then I, it, you know, it was it was a serial show, so you had to, you know, it was all about this guy wanting to get back or find his way back. And if you missed, I felt like if I missed, I wouldn't know what was going on. So yeah, but yeah, people love that show. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of. It's on my list of things that I really want to get around to, but it's I don't know. It's got Muppets in it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, got incidental Muppets. People are like, oh, it's got Muppets. That's a plus for me. I mean, I fucking love Muppets, but. I need to, I started watching it with my wife to have something on with the kids, you know? I don't know. I don't think I was ready for, like, I mean, it, it is at a time, you know, when you're. I thought it was a sci-fi show, so I don't a sci-fi channel show. So I don't know, and I didn't know it was made in the 90s. So I didn't think I knew like, I didn't know enough, so when I turned it on, I was kind of like, oh, this looks, like... <laughs> Shitty. Yeah, like, not like, 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 visually, like, it was, like, a cheaper show. Like, the way Deep Space Nine kind of looks sometimes. And I was kind of like, oh, I thought it was, like... And I I think I thought it was a regular of Stargate and all of those kinds of shows. So, I, I was expecting something a little bit better. But I do know that Farscape has a much respected love amongst people whose opinions I respect. So yeah, I mean, I our whole thing uh, is of that all of us. I'm the least sci-fi fan. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, and you know, a actually, lot of, you might, I, I might be the least. I didn't start out that way. <laughs> right. I, I might be the least sci-fi. Historically, fan. you are the least, but you might. <laughs> you keep yeah, saying that, but I'm, you keep reading sci-fi. Like you keep reading sci-fi that say you don't like sci-fi. I don't even read it. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Okay. Well, that, that's a good. Yeah. That's a good point. You more actively. I mean, yeah. I think we we can probably all agree that Babylon Five, for instance, looks like shit. But we are more interested in the writing. I think. Yes. Yes. Very much. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, but maybe the Farscape people did went on to do great shit. I mean, look it up. You can keep going. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I might. I, I'm interested to watch Farscape. It's just whether I get around to it. You know what? I could I could say there's Muppets in it, and one of the guys I do comedy with will watch it in a second if you open it up for it. It was created by Rockney O'Bannon, which is such a fucking great name. Yeah, that sounds like an Australian name. Yeah, <laughs> he's currently did a show called Defiance. That's in like a normal. That's from like the last few years. Yeah. Uh, okay. But anyway, there we go. All right, so we've got an email here from Nick. I'll read it and see what we can do here. Y'all ready to hear this? I'm ready. Yep. All right. Hit it. Uh, this is from Nick. It says, hello from a fan. Hey, guys. I've been a fan since way back in season one. Wow. Keep up the good work. Yeah, okay. Oh, more Babylon 5. We don't have a, we don't have a lot of fans from season one. I know, right? Yeah. That's that's an OG right there. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So, we, yeah. Uh, because you asked about Babylon 5 in a recent podcast, I'd like to offer my perspective. I'm a pretty big Trek fan. See the rest of the email for proof. And I'm certain that DS9 is the best Star Trek series. When I saw B5 was available to stream, I was curious enough to start watching it. I'm only halfway through season two, but compared to DS9, it's dot, 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 better? Mm. Question mark. Granted, the production quality is way worse. Mm. The effects are crap. The sets and costumes are crap, but the acting is on average good, and the writing is excellent. The characters are much more interesting. The plots are more engaging, not being bogged down by Trek continuity. It's willing to take some interesting risks. So far, I really like it, and I think you should watch Uh, it. See, no, I'm all about the Babylon 5 feedback. So, yes, listeners, if you have opinions about Babylon 5, please yeah. Please call in and write in and, and inform us about yeah, it. No. Yeah, and this is from a guy that was a DS9 fan and just started watching since it started streaming recently. So so if the writing is better, I'm willing to... I mean, That's interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, he's... Uh, I don't know. I don't have a cogent handle on JMS. But, it, I mean, I, I think he's probably better than Iris Stephen Bear as a writer. Huh? Yeah, you know, I don't think that world of Iris Stephen Bear is a writer. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, we'll, I think it's a worthwhile goal. I at least will commit. I hope you guys commit, but you don't have to. And I can maybe watch it at work. While I will I'm... commit to watching it over over the summer. I can watch some of it. Yeah. No, one season. I, one season. We'll see. I'm going to give the, the first episode a shot and then I'll have to see where, You'll see where, you are. where I go from there. Okay. All right. Um, uh, I'm not sure who this is, but I will just play this next call and we will find out who it is or not. And we'll respond to it. How's that? For or not. <laughs> or not. But you won't hear this. <laughs> right. In which case <laughs> we could say whatever you want. <laughs> hey guys, I can't promise this is going to be well structured. I'm calling in regards to your, uh, Babylon 5 possibilities. I'm a huge fan of DS9. Your podcast is great. You guys do an awesome job. Uh, B5. Spikes real hard in the middle. First season kind of garbage. Sets up second and third season, then it sort of falls off in the fifth. It's worth a watch if you're interested in uh, sci-fi. GMS definitely has a voice and an idea you wanted to get across. But I'm feeling like it's probably not a guy's 
alley as far as doing a podcast for it, because you've never seen it, and I feel you kind of negative about it. It's hard to be objective. Um, I love both. I like DS9 more. Uh, if you guys are going to do another series podcast, uh, it seems like Battle, sorry, Battlestar Galactica might be better. Another great show. Had an overall story arc. Um, I, on a personal note, I say give Babylon 5 a chance. Check it out. Just get to that first season. Uh, second, third season, of course, you pay off pretty good. And fifth season is kind of weak. Uh, aside from that, keep up the great work. I uh, love listening to you guys. And I uh, can't wait to see what you have to say about the fourth, fifth, sixth season of the show, man. Keep up the good work. Thanks a lot. All right. Um, yeah. That seems to be another Babel. That seems to be like a thing where people call up and they say how much they enjoy it, but they're kind of kind of admit that they don't. Other they don't. things are better. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't think you. I don't think like uh, yeah. I would expect Battlescar Galactica to be better than Babylon Five because it came out ten like ten years later <laughs> and much big, bigger budget. Yeah, and the TV landscape was different. So it's like you know, and, and if you look at Star Trek Deep Space Nine, I would argue that they had two rough seasons. Mm-hmm. And if Babylon Five has one rough season, then it might come out ahead. <laughs> On the overall story. But it's only got four uh, seasons, right? I think there's five. I think five, I think. Mm. So anyway, I'm just saying, I find it interesting that some people are are a little apologetic about their Babylon. There's a lot of sheepishness about their Babylon 5 (laughs) love, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah, I'm starting to think that we should should just do it just to do it. Like, if it's really horrible, then we'll have fun making fun of it. Uh, Like, not the whole thing, but like, maybe watch. We should definitely check some of it out. Check some of it out, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, you'll have to send me the link of that place to watch it again. And what is it? Where is it streaming? Well, that's just it. Is that that's another thing? That's another obstacle. Is the fact that I can never remember where it's streaming, and it's a perfectly legal stream. It's just some generic sci-fi site. And I don't. If they had an Apple TV app, that I would a hundred percent like watch it instead of watching it from my Safari browser from my phone. <laughs> right, right. It's on yeah. Blaster or Sci-Fi. It's on Blaster. Blaster. Uh, Wait, no, no, hold on, hold on. No, just some not sci-fi, S-Y-F-Y site, just science fiction site. Yeah, some generic science fiction. Go 90. It's on the streaming service Go 90. Yeah, which is like... Go 90? Which is what, Channel 9 Chicago or (laughs) what it's like? I don't know. I don't know, but this is the first time I've ever seen a picture of the full cast. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, man. I don't know anymore. (laughs) I know. There's a guy... Dressed up like Michael Jackson and Queen Amidala and like Donald Trump, like all mixed into one. Oh yeah, they those are the guy aliens from um, the Armageddon game episode in season two, right? Yeah, 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 guys. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> What's the name of this website that you're I'm at? at go ninety dot com slash so slash Babylon. 5. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It sounds like we'll have a lot to talk about if we watch. It. All right, there's there's something that looks like Jar Jar Binks in the background, but I can't tell if it's an alien life form or or design or like artwork or like you know like an installation in the image. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I watched some when it was, I or I flipped, or it was flipped around on the channels, like 
how we used to watch TV in the 90s mm-hmm. where people were flippers. Yeah. Remember that Larry Sanders joke? Yes, I do. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was an awful flipper. It's the original fidget spinner. Yeah, right. Flipping the channels. Yes, yes. That's how I watched any Babylon 5. I just remember there was like an alien that only breathed the gas, and so they'd have to have part of the station that was like full of sulfurous air that these things breathed, and you had to put on a mask or something. I think. Which so one, one of their cast members went on to become a right-wing radio host? Ew. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, he's dead now. He just died. Oh, 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 that guy. Yeah, it sounds like it would give us stuff to talk about. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, this guy with the dressed like Prince with like the head fan. Oh man, don't tell me which one. It it, it bit like I would rather not know. <laughs> yeah, let me find out. Uh, All right. Well. Oh my God, this is the full <laughs> cast. <laughs> oh my God. Well, <laughs> I'm convinced. I feel like we have to do something about it now. Just from. Oh shit! <laughs> did they did they break into the Deep Space Nine set after hours <laughs> to film some of these scenes? Maybe it's got that it looks s- like- same kind of like various forms of crappy upholstery fabric. Yeah, like this uh right. this uh lizard looking Cobra Commander looking alien. He looks like he's wearing Quark's jacket. Yeah, <laughs> with a bandolero. Right. Like it's weird. And then there's something that looks like from like 70s sci-fi, like a woman dressed up. Yeah. And she's got like head gills or something. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah. The bald one. No, she's not bald. Oh, there's a bald lady in there, I think. I don't know. Is there? I, uh, I don't know. Well, I guess I'll, we'll find out. Oh. All right. Well, I guess I'm into Babylon 5 now. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. We got to watch it now. All right. All right. What, what's next on the, on the, on the voicemails? All right. Now we have one from, oh, this is from Chris. This is a first time caller. Oh. Very nice. Very nice. And it's a subject that we've heard about. Oh, just... Oh, is it past tense? Well, uh, I'll, I'll let you find out. Is, is it about... No. Is it about Bashir's performance in past tense? Nope. Okay. Might be redundant. Hi, Chris from Arizona. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Love the show. I'm calling in about your Babylon 5 question. Uh-huh. I'll admit it. There's lots of drama between the two shows. If it came down to it, someone offered me a free box to Deep Space Nine or Babylon 5. I take that one. That being said, I do love both shows. Your question's about Babylon 5. I get the negatives right out of the way. Cheap sets, acting stony at times. First season, you do get a few Star Trek-esque episodes. That being said, fantastic character arcs. Uh, Some people toss around Shakespearean, and some will say that's too far to describe it, but you have characters who go from drunken fools to saviors, complete assholes to religious leaders. I definitely would recommend the show. That being said, it's extremely serialized, so it is a show you do need to start from beginning to end. Uh, Besides for that, not too much to say. Keep it up, and look forward to the next episodes. Bye. Oh, counterpoint. See, again, leading, le- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> leading with the, the apologetic mm-hmm. tone about how bad aspects of it are. I, th- I kind of appreciate that. They're trying to temper our expectations a little bit. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I can. I mean, and everybody, everybody does that to some extent with shows. You right, know? right, right, right. And you know, I've said it before when we, I don't know all our Babylon Five conversations are starting to run together. That you know, it's the writing that I'm most interested in. People always have good stuff to say about the writing. Yeah, you know? yeah. But so, the consensus is he just said, and I appreciate first time callers. I think that's great. Yeah. It was a great call, by the way, and and, and uh, wonderful input. Uh, 
the first season again can't cut like that's the second call in the row where somebody said that the first season is is got some issues mm-hmm. yeah so. and then we can't skip it because it's <laughs> yeah yeah and, yes and we but that's the kind of stuff we need to know though so yeah all right uh got a f- just a few more things here we've got a couple of emails from franklin because he doesn't like his voice, I guess. Or Who's Franklin? Franklin from Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, all yeah. right. Okay. This is him on Discovery. Still listening to your Discovery episode as I type. James mentioned Suicide Squad and the trailer. Please, 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 I gotta hear his opinions. That movie made me physically angry. Harley Quinn was treated and portrayed horribly. Inferred domestic abuse, actual torture, and then she's still all in with the Joker? And don't get me started on the Joker. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> hip-hop gangster joker? Oh, damn it. Deep breath. Count the 10. Franklin from Jacksonville. All right, James, let's hear your opinions on Suicide I'm, Squad. I, you have the floor. Am I the only one here? Yeah, I didn't watch that shit. Yeah, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I'm the only one on the pod that watched it. Okay. Yeah, it, it is foul. Like, it is It is quite possibly the most worst. It's the worst conceived movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's worse than Batman versus Superman. Is it worse than Star Trek Nemesis? Oh, oh, yeah, it is. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they're playing with. It's just a gross movie. It's just an always gross and dumb. And when it's not being gross, it's just being dumb. And it's like it's it's just like a like I get the feeling that that everybody like everybody just gave up on it. I was like, fuck this. This is such a fucking mess. And fuck it. Let's just put it together to where it makes somewhat like makes cogent sense. It was the it was the worst thing. And it I it was probably a bad idea to begin with. I don't know why they didn't. I mean, like the Suicide Squad themselves is just a ripoff of Dirty Dozen. Why don't you just kind of remake Dirty Dozen, but with super I don't want to call them superheroes or villains, just villains with a gimmick. Like, yeah, yeah. Why can't you just do that? Why did it have to be this ridiculously, supremely convoluted movie? And like all of the Joker Harley stuff was just icky. And it, I will say that Will Smith is trying to Will Smith the shit out of that movie. <laughs> and it's it almost it's noble. <laughs> like, I usually hate that. Like, because usually he's, he's ruining a better movie. By trying to like Will Smith it, <laughs> right. this was like this. I think he's like I'm gonna have to Will Smith the shit out of this. <laughs> this will be the greatest test of my Will Smith abilities. <laughs> yes, I hope it, all that training at the Celebrity Center pays off. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 tried very hard. And uh, um, oh shit, what's her name? Harley Quinn. She won the Best Actress Oscar. Yeah. No, she won Best Actress last year. But Viola Davis. Viola Davis. Viola, Viola Davis. Davis. Oh, yeah. 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 She is. She is acting her ass off of one of the most vilely written characters ever. But she's tried so hard, and I, I don't know. Like, like I don't know. Like that was just a. It was just. A, it was just awful. It was just a horrible movie, all around. I mean, and I, I hated Batman versus Superman a lot. Me too. And, and it was worse than that. Yeah. <sighs> Wonder Woman's good though, so maybe maybe if they get rid of Zack Snyder, maybe maybe let the maybe let the girls handle this one, guys. What, <laughs> like, let, let, maybe the maybe the WB what about, universe uh, or whatever. What about um Joss Whedon doing Batgirl? Uh, uh, I'm interested. I mean, Joss Whedon's not fucked up anything too much, really, right? I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. 
his Wonder Woman was supposed to be all through the lens of the dude, which is Ugh. glad they didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's not the. I can see what he would be trying to do. You're right, but like, he, as long as it's not about the dude, but about like you're sort of like the male. I don't know. Like, I I, I could see yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I could see like, that. Uh, like, if a Batman movie was... A way to do a Robin movie is to tell a Batman movie through the perspective of Robin. And that could actually probably work, you know? Yeah. By a lesser character. And the, their way it allows you to build the myth of them. Because you're not having right. to, like... Well, yeah, it's Watson and Sherlock, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So yeah, that's a very that's the best now that's the better analogy. <laughs> yeah, you, you mean that you mean the world's greatest detective? <laughs> yes, <laughs> or the world's greatest detective. So I don't necessarily like you know it would have made her it would have kept the alienness of her. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Gal Gadot is just alien enough because she's otherworldly beautiful and has this accent and like it was fine. They didn't have to go through all that. Mm-hmm. So all right. generally, like I don't know. I'm sure his Batgirl is going to be fine. I don't. I don't sure, know. Well, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so there's there's James. I bet that Aquaman movie sucks balls, though. Yeah. I'm calling that one. Probably. probably yeah, we'll see. And the JSA. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I wrote off all of that franchise after Man of Steel, but oh, don't get me started. Me too. That's, all, that's the only one I watched was Man of Steel. And I'll see Wonder yeah. Woman, but I... Yeah, I'll see that. Yeah. Yeah. They have an opportunity to turn it around. Yeah, we'll see. And go that way, but I don't know. Uh, they they don't they don't tend to make right decisions on things. So. Sure, sure. Yeah, some will be good, some will be bad, some of them will be awful. Yeah, I, uh, but, yeah. And then maybe we'll have some good ones every now and then. I mean, that's the best you can ask, I guess. It's just it's like Star Trek. They have a stress test for how how they can correct. I mean, like because they have something that works and that was winning and and won. I mean, it was, did really well in the box office. Everybody's talking about it, and it was a satisfyingly like kind of like, like a like a fun and amazing movie up until the Marvel ending. So now they can course correct, or they can go back to doing the Zack Snyder shit that they've been doing. We'll see. Yeah, these these things are like a big giant like like sea cruiser. Yeah, you can't just kind of stop and turn them. <laughs> like it takes a long time. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. All right. Yeah, we got a few more things. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. All right, uh, this is an email from Chris. Hi, I left a voicemail earlier this week trying to entice you guys into checking out Babylon 5. Apologies for the frantic ramble, but the whole time I was thinking of the guy from Philly who kept getting cut off. So, <laughs> Babylon 5 downside, cheap sets, some wooden acting, early early CGI, and the need to invest time to watch the story unfold and not miss many great little lines that are major payoffs. Uh, the positive side, lots of great old-school stagecraft effects. Besides, for many a handful, every episode does something that builds plot and character depth every episode. The early CGI is fantastic when you remember its age and think about when it was made. Some of the tra- characters truly have Shakespearean arcs. Uh, one thing I always love in sci-fi with aliens is when humans aren't the main power like the Federation. Human ships are really behind most of the other races as far as the tech goes, and we still need to build ships and stations that spin to make gravity. So, in the end, I really did love this show, faults included, and anytime new folks find it, I smile inside. Mm. Love the podcast and always looking forward to the next one. Okay, so a lot of that was in his e- voicemail that we already listened to, so... <laughs> Hey guys, I just got a I got a text from Chris saying that maybe we should check out Babylon Five, but it's <laughs> yeah. got cheap sets. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so I mean, he's just reiterating what he thought we didn't hear the first time. So, Bravo. But. I'll get a man. Yeah, no, okay. That might be a classic. But but the fact that, well, the, the aliens, the humans being kind of behind all the other aliens is interesting. Yeah, that's true. It's like that in uh, Enterprise, too. Oh, yeah. This is 10 years before Enterprise, right? At least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then... And then the time happens, and oh, now we're at the end of that thing, and now we're about to close out. Hope you liked hearing about Babylon 5. Maybe we'll watch it, and we'll give you some bonus stuff. Maybe we'll do an episode or more where we talk about what happened on Babylon 5, our opinions. We're of, really excited about it. <laughs> yeah, that first season oh. that I have uh, I've started watching, Yeah, and uh, it's fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> so bad I, I don't see maybe I can counterpoint it <laughs> yeah, maybe well I'm only like six or seven episodes in at the time of this recording oh so you're pretty deep into it I thought you just watched an episode but I mean if I just watched one episode I could still tell you oh my god this shit is horrible uh, okay I don't know I'm, but, exci- I mean, I'm excited about how horrible that sounds weird <laughs> the first season is maybe you know we're getting into season four of Deep Space Nine uh-huh. where it's fucking great yes so maybe it's a bad juxtaposition because I'm watching these first season, which everybody agrees the first season of Deep Space Nine is garbage. Yeah, it's pretty And they hard. also say the same thing and are kind of sheepish about their love of Babylon 5. And the first season they say is slow and kind of shit. And, yep, they are certainly correct. Maybe it's just the juxtaposition that's screwing me up. But it reminds me of, like, I don't know if our listeners ever watched Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. If you're, We have British listeners. <laughs> and are into British comedy shows. It's just all moody synth music, and I've made jokes to you guys that it's like watching Glenn Nimron on Dean Lerner's Man to Man, which is... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James doesn't get that reference. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> that's, that's a good... <laughs> yeah, that's... All right. Well, anyway, I hope that you guys enjoyed this escape pod. We will have more in the future, so stay tuned. Yeah. And uh, thanks for listening. And then until next time, oh, wait a minute. sorry, that you need to give the phone number and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. If you have more opinions about any of this stuff, uh, maybe not Suicide Squad. Yeah, I don't want to do a whole pot on because that. Because somebody asked about it. We let him talk about it. That's not what we're really into doing here. But if you want to talk to us about whatever, give us a call at 917-408-3898 or send us an email at rulesofacquisitionpodcast at gmail.com. Do all the other stuff. Yeah, you know the drill. But I'm sorry, what were you saying to you about... (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoyed the escape pod. And until next time, three to beam out. Do you know the cunt weasels that run this show have a call in line where you can express your DS9 wishes and DS9 dreams into their ear holes? They will play them on air and try to be nice to you because one day they hope to sell you Blue Apron snacks and underwear made out of Modal. The number is 917-408-3898. That number again is 917-408-3898. You will probably want to talk about how hot Dax and Bashir are. That is great. These pretentious asses also love it when people say they are wrong. So feel free to do that. James will probably go off on a knowingly obtuse rant about construction issues or political sophistication. We know you love that. Again, 917-408-3898. Did you know that some Deep Space Nine podcasts have more reviews than us on iTunes? 
Doesn't that piss you off? Please review us on iTunes. We need to feel loved sometimes.